Good morning. I'm Sandy Max, and filling in for Steve Scafidi today is Brian Noonan of WTMJ Nights, and we have been uh, all up late picking apart the newest indictment against former President Donald Trump. This one uh, coming out late last night from Georgia. And joining us to help explain us, particularly the RICO part of this is ABC News contributor Sarah Isger. Welcome, Sarah. How are you? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And I'm assuming you've been up late uh, picking through this as well. <laughs> yeah, a little groggy this morning, I'll be honest. Uh <laughs> You know, the federal RICO statute, the one you've seen most on TV for gangs or mafia, very different from the Georgia RICO statute. And so we have a much broader statute, uh, much less that the prosecution actually needs to prove to get a conviction. And don't forget, this trial will be televised, unlike the federal trial as well. So is it, is it necessary when charging under the RICO statute to include the other states and the, the 18 other co-defendants besides the former president in order to build that case and say this this was a widespread thing rather than just a local one one time crime allegedly yeah there's been some confusion on this i've seen people point out you know oh now it's a crime to suggest that people should watch tv or it's a crime to post something on twitter that's not really how you know racketeering charges work so what happens is you have the crime, which is the goal of the organization is to do something unlawful. And then through the indictment, you're going to see them show all the times that these actors took a step that was going to help them achieve that unlawful end. So, for instance, if you were charged with kidnapping, one of the things they might put in the indictment is you went to the hardware store and bought duct tape. Of course, there's nothing illegal about going to the hardware <laughs> store to buy duct tape, but it's going to help them at the trial show that you were taking steps along the way to help. Uh, and then as far as the co-conspirators, as you say, we have 18 plus Donald Trump. This will be interesting because in most cases like this, you're not going to end up with 19 people sitting in the courtroom for trial because some of them are going to make deals now and turn and become witnesses for the trial instead of defendants. But this case is a little unusual and who some of those people are is a little unusual. So I'm not sure anyone could tell you exactly whether or how many people are going to actually be at the defendant's table come trial time. And is that length of time that Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has allowed for people to show up, that August 25th date, is that a standard amount of time in a case? I can't say like this because this is unprecedented, but is that a standard (laughs) amount of time or is that uh, some sort of a strategy? Oh, I think that's standard at this point. Um, And, you know, whether they plead not guilty, which I expect them all to do at that point, won't have much bearing on whether they're working behind the scenes to cut that deal with the prosecution's office. Um, I think we'd be looking at, you know, a month, two months, three months before we actually see folks, uh, you know, flip, so to speak. And is there a possibility that there would be possibly another gag order that would come out of this indictment, which has been discussed previously because we have the debates coming up? That's exactly right. You know, we had the protective order entered into the D.C., the federal case about January 6th. Very standard, basically saying that, you know, the prosecution is going to turn over everything over to the defense at this point, And the defense is welcome to review those things, but they cannot speak publicly about, for instance, what witnesses said before the grand jury or talking about where the witnesses live or trying to intimidate <laughs> them. Um, you know, just for examples, uh, I expect you might see something similar in Georgia. But as you say, it runs up against this problem of Donald Trump running for president and Frankly, uh, 
it's going to be a tall order for Donald Trump in general to keep his mouth shut, but it would be a tall order for anyone to keep track of four different indictments <laughs> at this point and what you've learned that was secret versus what you've learned that you can talk about publicly. Sarah, just from a, a, an outside perspective, does this indictment have a little more weight or a little more uh, potential for, I don't know, punishment than some of the others? So it's the same conduct that was charged in the D.C. case by and large. You know, you'll see a few differences, but not much. The difference is that Georgia makes it much easier to get a guilty conviction. And when you do get a conviction, the mandatory jail time, the minimum mandatory jail time is five years. And that's pretty stiff as well. Sarah Isger from ABC News, thank you very much for your insights, particularly on this RICO aspect of this indictment. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sarah. You bet. Yeah, this is a, this is different because I it's interesting to find out, you know, I thought RICO the RICO Act was the RICO Act, but the you federal just more one towards... that it was all the same. So to know that there's federal RICO is different than state RICO and to hear that Georgia makes it easier for convictions, that's got to buoy the prosecution and worry, I would think any defense attorney who's going in there going, well, we could beat the one in Washington maybe, but Ooh, it's going to be much harder to beat the one in, in Georgia. A lot of layers to this. Uh, we'll also be checking in with Brittany Shepard from ABC uh, about uh, some of the aspects on this, uh, that the ripple effect on the presidential campaigns that this newest indictment. And we'll also be speaking with Thane Rosenbaum from CBS, who is another uh, legal analyst who really knows uh, his stuff. And we'll have a couple of uh, extra minutes to study up on the 98-page <laughs> yes. indictment. But I've got to go to law school uh, during the break, so if you could. <laughs> but obviously, such an important story. We will be following this all day long on WTMJ, and uh, especially during WTMJ Now.